Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Courageous Exchanges. I'm Alex. And I'm Joy. <laughs> and we're so excited to have our conversation with you today. Yes. So this conversation, we were talking about like, okay, we did a little bit of like get to know you, but there's so many more things about us, especially when we're talking about being courageous and having conversations. So I thought about this game that my fairy goddaughter gave me. Shout out to you, Mia. It's uh, from We're Not Really Strangers, and it's the self-awareness starts with self-reflection deck. So, I don't know if you can... It's what the, what the girlies do. They put the hammer mm -hmm. on. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it, but... So, we're going to ask each other some questions, and we're also going to answer the questions we ask as well, right? Oh, okay. Or are we just asking each other? What do you want to do? No, I think we should ask the questions, and each of us get a chance to okay. respond. Okay. Okay. Who's starting? Me? Sure. Okay. So, first question. Ooh, let's, let's slow it down a little <laughs> Oh, this is good. Okay. In what ways do I want to be like the people that raised me? Mm. And what's important for me to avoid repeating? That's a good question. And my answer first? Yeah. Okay, I feel <laughs> Alex hates me today. <laughs> Only y'all know. I was like, are we fighting? Are we going to break up before this podcast even hears? <laughs> it's all too much. In what ways do I want to be like the people that raised me? Okay. And what's important for me to avoid repeating? Okay. Thank you for repeating the question. Um, I think something that I really loved about my dad was I always feel like he was just forever his authentic self. Like, Hezekiah was Hezekiah. There was no doubts about it. If he said he was going to do something, he did it. And if he said he wasn't, you could never change his mind. So I want to stand true in who I am and be that if I had to take something from my dad. For my mom, my mom was so like loving and kind and like genuine. Um, and I hate that like, I hate the like, you're so strong because you're like dealing with a lot of shit and you don't complain about it a lot. But maybe less of strong but more of just, she just fought. So maybe her her strength in the in the fight, mm -hmm. um, and really trying to like advocate for scleroderma awareness and try to figure out how can somebody else not have this, and if they do, what can they do to not maybe live the quality of life that she lived. Mm. And things that I want to avoid, I want to be better with money than my parents are, and I want to. That's probably the biggest one. Mm. Uh, that was important. I would agree. I think that <laughs> definitely something that I would want to um, emulate from my parents would definitely be their dedication to making sure that their children had important life experiences, mm -hmm. whether it be through like 
solid education, travel, conversation, exposure to different kinds of like um, things, like music, you know, places to visit Mm -hmm. and things like that. I would say that that's definitely something I would want to take with me. Also, like for my mom specifically, my mother has a very strong personality Mm -hmm. and she's very clear about who she is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to deal with, but um, she's no pushover. Right. And so I really appreciate and respect that about her. And I think I have a lot of that spirit in me Mm -hmm. that comes from her that I see even more now that I, you know, get older and older. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my mother right now. Got it. Okay. And I like that. Yeah. Mostly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not when it's coming to Yeah. I would say something that I want to leave behind is that um, kind of in that same vein, like, I want my children to live freely. So, like, although, like, my my parents were very, like, dedicated to making sure we had a lot of experiences and they were also very good with their finances, very responsible. Mm -hmm. Um, We all, we weren't always, like, pushed to go outside of, you know, the the lines it was more so like you're learning these things just to because they're important for you to know but like you need to pick something that's solid yeah yeah you know would you say that's the more of a cultural thing yeah probably probably so i think that you know for my child i would like to create more of a freer environment Mm -hmm. um within reason obviously and then I just, it's really important for me to like, as I grow, to like really be able to live a free and authentic life. Yeah. That I don't know. I, I want to do even more than my parents yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's always a goal. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like parents should want their children to do and have more than they had. And the ones that don't, it's weird to me. Mm-hmm. But also, like, that we should look at our parents as an example of like, Say to the question, like the things that we want to keep and the things that we would like to do better at mm-hmm. or change. Yep. Yep. Okay. What's a non-negotiable in my life? <laughs> I would say a non-negotiable in my life right now mm-hmm. is that I very much do not play around when it comes to my time. Mm. Um, and that's in all facets of my life right now. Mm-hmm. That is whether it's work, whether it's personal relationships, whether it's family time, like I take my time very seriously and I try to be very intentional about my time. Yeah. Um, while obviously still enjoying, you know, those moments and being in the present. I think that that's definitely a non-negotiable. I would say another is definitely like respect. Mm, okay. Like I don't really do arguing and back and forths. Um, you know, we can have a disagreement, but you know, handle it respectfully, but I don't really do the, the back and forth yeah. and like you do a weird shit. Like that's just not what I do. Yeah. 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 I think I'm similar to that a non negotiable I do not like name calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like name calling. I don't like a back and forth either. So like if I feel like it's gonna go that way Sometimes it's really easy for me to be like, yeah, never mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'd rather avoid it. Mm-hmm. I had commented on something on Instagram, and then somebody commented back to my comment, and I'm like, mm, you're looking for a back and forth. I'm just going to delete what I was saying. Yep. Um, so I don't have time for that. Um, another non-negotiable. 
I really want to be happy. Mm-hmm. Let me take that back. I want to live a joyful and enjoy life. And, I, and, and every day I want to be more grateful and have moments of that. So non-negotiable moments, non-negotiable for me is being grateful every day and finding a piece of joy in each part of the day. Even if it was like two minutes of like, this was a really great time or great day because this thing happened and I'm really grateful that this thing happened because I could get really caught up in like, oh, despair. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be that person anymore. Like. I don't want to be a super negative person because I feel like I have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's my turn? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what can I be kinder towards myself for today? Mm. What can I be kinder towards myself for today? A day, okay. Mm-hmm. Let me think of today. Um, I think just in general. Well, I think recently is fine. Um, I think I need to treat my body kinder. Mm-hmm. Um, just like my overall health. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, so I have to pay for my health insurance, and that's ghetto. So I hadn't had health insurance for a while. So just. Getting back on track with that and making sure I go to take care of myself, eating better and doing the things. So mm-hmm. being kind to my body because I want to be here long. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die in my forties or fifties or sixties or seventies or eighties. I want to be like an old sassy lady. <laughs> what about you? Um, I would say I should probably be kinder to myself about. the goals that I've set, like the, mm-hmm. the, the story that I had told for my life. And I think that I've gotten there. Like I've become a lot more kinder about like just understanding that my process is so much different from everyone else's. Yeah. But I also believe that my outcomes would be so much different and more fruitful than what I could have imagined. Mm-hmm. I think that for a long time, I beat myself up about that. And I'm to a place now where I'm really, you know, starting to feel comfortable with like who I am and where I am. Yeah. In life, I think another thing I need that I'm pretty kind to myself lately is like I rest. Your girl likes to lay down. I love that you like to rest now. Oh, God, I feel like there was a time where you just was, like, always on the go. No. And I'm like, am I the lazy girl? No. <laughs> if you're looking for me and there, it's pretty likely that I'm in bed or, like, watching a show alone with the phone put away. <laughs> um, it's just, like, what I like to do, and it's my way of being kind to myself. Yeah. And, like, I just like to do that. I love that. Ooh. Shout out to the rest. So... I'll be laying down. Okay. <laughs> what have I tolerated from people in the past that I no longer have space for? Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, being taken advantage of, being treated less than who I am and what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is the right phrasing, but like being discounted, mm-hmm. disrespected, mm-hmm. 
um, under the guise of like being jokey or like I just don't tolerate being the the butt of anyone's joke or the source of anyone's like yeah. whatever okay. shit they trying to get off. Like that's just I don't tolerate that. I did for you know a small portion of time, and um, it's just not something that I'm okay with anymore. And I'm really proud of the fact that like I think we all get to a point where <laughs> it's just like there's just that switch that you know happens mm-hmm. and whatever the timing is for when it happens. Um, but yeah, I don't tolerate that. You're not going to mess over me. You're not going to play around with me, you know, and I'm really proud to say again, like thinking about like the spirit of my mother. Yeah. You can't play with my mama. <laughs> and I think as I've become older and like clearer about mm-hmm. things, I feel her spirit in me even more. Yeah. And sometimes I have to temper it, but I think that, like, I channel that in the moments where I really needed to, mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful um, that I did. Nice. Yeah. I love that. What about you? Probably the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that came from how I felt about myself, so I let people treat me how I was treating myself which there's, there's been a huge shift and change towards that. So I just don't tolerate it anymore. I'm like, like I remember like days on and being like, you're mean to me. Mm. And like, why are you mean to me? And also I don't, it doesn't matter why, like I don't want to be yeah. here. Um, so not letting, not tolerating people discounting me and who I am. But also I think a thing that I, I am not tolerating anymore is Oh man, it just came to my head and now I forgot it because that's how my brain works. Another thing is, what was I going to say? You were saying that like a person being mean to you. had to do with that. Why my brain stops working? (laughs) A person being mean to you. Oh, 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 oh. I'm not tolerating any more like break problems. Mm, like someone yes, like yes, offering yes, me yes. just a little bit, just a yes. little bit to hold me over. Yes. I, I, I like I know breadcrumbing is a term folks use, but also I look at it like um I used to say it's like when you give somebody like an engagement ring mm-hmm. and you're like, this will hold you off for a little yep. bit before they start nagging me and aggravating me again. I don't I don't want that. Like if it's not genuine and real, then don't give me mm-hmm. any. Just mm-hmm. say like this is all I have, and I make that decision to say I can or cannot accept that. But also in the same vein of that, not letting because I can understand your story or because I know where something is coming from, feeling like I have to give this unlimited amount of empathy to people. Mm-hmm. Because then I think you start tolerating mm-hmm. some stuff that you don't really want to tolerate, and you stick around in relationships yep. too long. And that doesn't necessarily have to be like an intimate partner relationship. That could be friendships. Sometimes with your family, sometimes you just gotta be like, this is this doesn't serve me. And mm-hmm. So I have to make that choice to either get away from that. The breadcrumbing the breadcrumbing is real because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that literally just use that to string you mm-hmm. along for an indefinite amount of time. Yeah. Like that breadcrumbing, mm. it's wild, yeah. Yeah. So that's mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is good. Okay. How would I describe my relationship with myself? In one word. 
Aww. That's a special question. How would I describe my relationship with myself in one word? Cheerleader. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like even when like the shit is not great, I like feel like I have to be my cheerleader. Because again, I'm not always somebody that feels comfortable. Like there's like this many. This is a handful of people who know like my day to day, and so sometimes I don't want to feel like I'm a burden. And I know that I'm not a burden, and I know that that's not what burdens are in me. But I think sometimes I don't. Again, in the vein of not wanting to be. Maybe negative is like when those times are really rough, it's like, all right, Joy, well, it's me and you here. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? I thought about buying like pom-poms and stuff too, like oh, to really like make it a thing. I love but that. I want to say cheerleader. I love what about yours? I would say grateful. Mm. I say grateful because although there are so many things developing in my life, mm-hmm. I have become so clear about the so the many gifts that I have. Like I I you know, to be healthy, to have a strong friendship base, to have a strong family, mm-hmm. to I feel very protected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's important. And I'm grateful for that. Like there are many reasons why I feel that way. My you know, my background, you know, being West Indian and there are like many things that go into that, but I feel very protected. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so grateful because I feel that that's what kind of allows me to take risks uh-huh. because I feel like at the end of the day, I'll be fine. Yeah. Because I'm protected. Yeah. I'm seen. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. grateful. Wait. Okay. Didn't do this one. What have I outgrown recently? What am I growing into? Oh. I have outgrown negative self-talk. I have. Thank God I have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've replaced it with kind of what you said about being a cheerleader. Like, I have replaced it with a lot of prayer. And a lot of, like, positive self-talk. Like, I'll be in the gym and, you know, let's say I'm, like, trying to get three miles in or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I will be saying to myself, like, bitch, you are fucking killing this one. Yes. Like, oh, oh, you're going to turn the incline up, huh? Like, that's me talking to myself. Yes, I love that. And, like, whatever it is that that looks like, for you know other people but like for me it feels so good I'm like wow this feels good mm-hmm. like I feel good when I talk when I speak nicely to myself mm-hmm. and I you know give myself you know that kind of a boost because I I started to hear this a, a, a few years ago like if you're constantly looking for the outside to feed you and to give you um, that kind of positive feedback. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't come, it's going to hit so differently. It's going to crush you. Mm-hmm. And so I am so grateful that I'm in a space now where I can give it to myself. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. So that's that's what's come in is a lot of positive self-talk. I love that. Yeah. 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 So so you've outgrown negative, negative and, 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 grow, and grew 
Mm-hmm. What have I outgrown but grown into? I would say grown out of being negative mm-hmm. as much um, and growing into being more grateful. And and not in that like toxic positivity kind uh-huh. of way of like everything is always great. Yeah. But in a way of like honestly and, and being able to lean into my faith because like truly terrible things have happened. Uh-huh. And God has never let me down. And so sometimes I have to, I guess it's another grow in, grow out, growing out of being impatient and wanting what I want uh-huh. when I want it. And again, knowing like it's going to come. Yep. Just chill. Do what you can do. Yep. And if you can't do anything, pray and wait. Yep. Pray and wait. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I think another thing that kind of goes along with that too is the, um, when those negative times come, like, you know, you're having a hard day, like, I'll often say to myself and to people who I know that have these experiences, like, this is temporary. Mm-hmm. Like, this won't matter tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This won't matter next week, next month. Mm-hmm. And, like, being okay with that. Like, right now, you're having a tough time. Mm-hmm. But this will, this too shall pass. Yes. It works well yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Oh, we're on our last ones. Alright, my I was gonna say my dumbass, but I don't talk about myself like that. I picked four cards instead of five. Also, is it isn't it negative to call to say go bitch when you run? I think that's not a negative. Yeah, I think it's like I mean if you like I like it. I think if it's like you such a stupid bitch, that's not negative. Yeah, you like go bitch. Go bitch. Hey, hey, let me just get another card. I truly enjoy my own company. Uh-oh. I always enjoy my own company. That's dope. I, like, I really always do. I can be doing absolutely nothing. I can be laying in bed. I can be watching TV mm-hmm. on the couch. I can be driving in the car because sometimes <laughs> when you got to make sure food <laughs> Sometimes I just like being in the car and sometimes that silent time is just listening to like the radio. And sometimes I'm in full concert. Yep. Um, or like getting a bite to eat by myself. I had kept saying I was going to go to the movies alone because I used to love going to the movies mm. alone before. But I haven't gotten a chance to do it. Um, but I, I really enjoy my own company. That's good. And not in a, I don't think it's a negative way. I really like being with joy. Yeah. I fucking love me. As you should. Yes, I should. Yeah. So, what about you? Um, I often like being alone too. Mm-hmm. If y'all know, I, I will watch reality shows for hours and hours. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, I would say, but like a specific thing, this is very small, but I maybe like two months ago or something on a Friday. I like went and got my hair done mm-hmm. and like I had got it was done early and then I went and sat at a restaurant and just had lunch by myself I love on that. a Friday afternoon. And I think that I enjoyed it so much because um, it was such a mark of a trans of the life transition mm-hmm. that I had made mm-hmm. in my career and like being in a place in life where 
usually I would be like, it would be in the thick of the day, right? <laughs> Where I would be going crazy and, you know, have a bunch of fires that I was putting out. And in that moment, I sat down and I was like, damn, so much has changed in a matter of a few weeks. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to career transition. I'm right? so <laughs> proud of you. And so like in that moment, I just felt so free, yeah, and relaxed mm. and not rushed. And if I, I was just therapist. I would say, talk about being free a lot. Mm. Feels like that's something that's important <laughs> to you, huh? That is very important to me to be free. <laughs> yes. Are you truly free? Shackles on your feet. Big things okay. that stuck with me the most. Okay. I mean, and it's a fact. 
But we just said you're younger, so. <clears throat> if you have a big head, that means you have a big brain, like Hezekiah would say. No one told me that, though. And my parents didn't say it either. My parents just said, yeah, you do have a big head. I mean, I got made fun of. I didn't get made I didn't. I didn't. Any guy that I've ever dated has been like, yeah, that is big. <laughs> Why don't you say that? <laughs> Why don't you tell me that? I mean, I don't, it, it is. It's a bad big head. But my dad would say, we have big heads because we have big brains. Because mm. I have, like, big, like truth here. Mm. And that's the thing, like, I'm not going to make him be one time. Dad, why didn't you ever tell me that I had a big brain? Hmm. Breaks it down in the diner. Um, but something that was mean to me. Yeah. Something Harry. Ooh. I don't I don't I feel like if I remember it then I'm carrying it. Hmm. Maybe that's not. So a thing that my mom said to me was, you are so beautiful. You are more beautiful than all your friends. Boys don't like you because you're fat. And she, maybe she didn't use the word fat. Mm-hmm. She probably didn't use She probably didn't use the word fat. I think she used like bigger, mm-hmm. baby, mm-hmm. pleasantly plump, mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, I don't know that I I wouldn't say that I carry it with me as in like I fully believe it. I do though think that it can make it harder because it regionally, maybe not so much in the south, but in the north maybe not as popular. Mm. Um, but also, am I putting myself out there? Am I saying it to my lane? Am I trying to find people who want to find me? So I don't know. I don't know if it was if it's a, if it's I'm not putting myself out there in the right spaces, but I also don't want to be fetishized for my size because I think that that happens exactly. sometimes. So I want somebody who likes me for me exactly. Um, and so what I would say to my younger self is, "You're beautiful." Period. Mm-hmm. Or exclamation mark. We don't need to add yeah. that any qualifiers. any qualifiers or any like thing that made you younger joy mm-hmm. feel like. Only skinny girls have healthy relationships. I and mean, we see that so much. I saw a video the other day on Instagram. And this woman was saying how, um, oh, what is she, some, some shit about like a man is only going to date a big woman if he like wants her to spend money on him because her credit is going to be good. Who told you that all fat women had good credit? Who said that? Who said that? And then she going to spend money on you. And so I was like, I'm watching. I'm like, girl, shut the fuck up. And then people in the comments were like, just because someone is big doesn't mean their credit is good. Doesn't mean they're going to trick on you. Doesn't mean that they're desperate and seeking love. Um, that's unhealthy. But I think there's still so many people who think that. That I think maybe they're carrying it with me is that it's still a thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Even like, um, I mean, Love After Locker. Terrible example. But like with Monique and oh yes, the yes, yes, yes. I mean, their relationship was very unhealthy. It had nothing to do with her size. But even people being like, "Oh my God, why would you be with her? She's so big." And it's just kind of like, not great. Again, unhealthy relationship. But if they were in a healthy relationship, should she not be with a man because he's mm-hmm. bigger? Yeah. Like, what does the size of a person have to do with right. their mate that they choose? Right. Mm-hmm. So it makes me sad because like I have clients 
feel the same way. Oh, maybe I'm not buying solar day because I'm busy. I'm like, no, mm. that's not yeah. it. Yeah. But also, there's somebody somewhere else saying that's it is. And that's the problem. So yeah. <clears throat> so I would say to to younger a younger version of myself, like give me that. Period. Period. What's become more important to you recently? Hmm. Gratitude. Family. Um, faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Holding on to believing that everything is going to be fine, some of this stuff is temporary, um, it will get better, I want it to be better, and that I can build stronger relationships with the family members that I want to build stronger mm -hmm. relationships with. Mm -hmm. And I've been working on that. And, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, I think health physical health, mental health. Um, I just think, you know, I recently, well, re I am in my 40s. Um, I would say I recently turned 40. No, you are 40. You are in your 40s. Um, and still fine. Um, but I think all of the things that come with that, mm -hmm. just being very much proactive about my physical health and mm -hmm. making sure that um, I'm in a good place and feeling good about, you know, um, my health. So, you know, doing a lot of preventive care and then making sure that my friends are also um, taking care of themselves as well. Mm -hmm. So also the health of my parents, mm -hmm. my family is very important to me. I just think health is wealth. It's the only thing you can't trade. I mean, you can't trade time either, but you can't, you know, health is really, really important. So, um, health. And then legacy. Mm. I'm very thoughtful about what I'm leaving behind. You yeah. know, what are the things that are going to stay, you know, for my children, for the children that come after that, and, like, what impact I'm having on the communities yeah. that I serve, the people that I speak to, mm -hmm. um, the work that I do. Mm -hmm. Like, even if my name is never, you know, added to something, it's really important to me that someone will say that I helped them, yeah. you know, do something well. Yeah. And uh, so I'm very thoughtful about that. Like, my legacy, the way I live, you know, how I'm capturing certain moments mm -hmm. and things like that because um, I want to be able to have my story mm -hmm. and the things that really show who I am and what kind of life, a kind of life that I live to yeah. stay. I love that. Mm -hmm. Legacy has also been important because I don't want children, so legacy won't look like people, mm -hmm. people that came from me directly. But I want it to be the people that I've impacted. And I and I do feel like I've already started to do that. I mean, you have, obviously, as well, too. But we both started to lay that groundwork for our legacy. And I do hope that in 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 100 years, folks are still like, I remember that Junior. Mm -hmm. I remember that Alex Fair. Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's so dope. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
not the snack. What did the people who raised me teach me about love? Oh, what lessons do I want to keep? What do I want to challenge? This is good. This is a lot. My goddaughter bought me this when she was like 16. I'm like, did she know what these questions said? (laughs) This is a a question. Mm -hmm. I'll start with so that I was raised in a West Indian household. Mm-hmm. My parents are divorced. So I have, I was raised by my dad. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Do you feel like being raised in a West Indian house is different than being raised in a Haitian house? Perhaps. Okay. But I mean, it's very similar. Okay. I feel like Haitians are strong people. Very, very, very strong. I was raised in a Haitian home. Um, and my my father and my mom, who is my dad's second wife, but also I have my mother, who also uh, my biological mother, all raised me. And to say it was very complicated would be an understatement. Um. I don't even know how to answer this question. Okay. Because it was such a it was it's such a loaded question for me mm-hmm. with so okay. many layers and so many like untouched areas mm-hmm. of pain, mm-hmm. fear. But I feel like despite all of that what my what I did learn about love for children was that it is constant. Mm. So forget about romantic love, but the love for your child is something that is the most important thing in your life. Like I can say without a doubt that my anyone the people who raised me would lay in front of a truck for yeah. me today. Um I think that that brings a level of duty, Mm. loyalty, like a, um, it's very interesting. It's like, there's a, almost like an ownership. That's why I always say like freedom, freedom, because I feel like when you come from a place where people give everything Mm. for you to have the best, to feel the best, to do all of the best things that, you know, with, which that is within their wheelhouse, yeah. you don't walk away from that unaffected, or mm-hmm. you, especially as you get older and you see how difficult life is as a person who was born here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So to come from the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, not having language, you know, and really... That's why I said it's a difference. Yeah. yeah. And like having to really make a way for yourself in a space that literally is not for you mm-hmm. and raise kids and make sure that your kids do better than you do, that does affect the way that you show up in romantic relationships mm-hmm. because you're living, you're coming from a place of survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? It's just, 
a very, very different way of growing up. But I will say that if I could be half of the parent that the people who raised me were to me, Mm -hmm. then I have done a good job because I wouldn't trade, you know, those experiences and them raising me the way that they did for the world. As I've said today, there's nothing like there's nothing that they would not do for me as a grown woman. And so if we talk about love, we could talk about, you know, the love for your child. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about you? So I grew up in a two-parent home. Uh, Both of my parents are from the South. They moved to New York for different reasons and met on the blind date. My dad had been married before. My dad, my parents are seven years apart. My dad had been married before and had a daughter, not a sister. Um, What they, they taught me about love was that it was different her person. Hmm. I think how my parents loved me was different than how they loved each other. It was different than how they loved their siblings and their parents. Um, so I think from a young age, I was able to see that love isn't always unconditional. And it looks different depending on the relationship. Um, I also... Well, I guess the part that I would challenge is that I think sometimes love, again, is not enabling some things Um, and not letting, well, you know, that's just how someone is forever. Yeah. Um. And I don't think that that took away any of the love that existed. I think that it was a negative example for me of like, if someone is some, if someone has always been a thing or done a thing or shown a thing that they're not going to change. And so you just ride out with them because of that. And I I would challenge that. Um, But a thing that I would keep is having fun in love, spending time in love, doing things that you both love together, doing things that you both love separately and having your own life and having your own identity um, and having your own friends and and supports. Mm -hmm. Um, But being able to come back and enjoy each other's Mm -hmm. time. I like that. I like fun and love. Yeah. That's important. I mean, like, my dad would play records on Saturday mornings or Saturday mornings. And we'll be, I I mean, I've seen my parents, like, dance together. Like, those kinds of things were like, wow. I loved it. Yeah. And there were times I was like, yeah. I like you. Mm-hmm. Fun and love is beautiful. The image of your parents dancing in the living room is beautiful. I see it, and that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that we should strive to keep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also will also say I'm not sure 
this would have looked different if my mother hadn't gotten sick. How so? Because um, a lot of the things that they did together, like that my, that my parents like outside. It's like, get a babysitter, we outside, we going to the parties, nice. we going to the dances. And when she couldn't do that anymore, I do think it challenged um, their relationship mm-hmm. in some ways. I mean, I also, I also think that seeing your partner deteriorate, I'm sure, mm-hmm. affects you in a I mean, I think about how it affected me as a child. I can only imagine how it affected someone as a, a partner. So, I mean, there's other factors that, that do play into this. And I, and I, I think about what a life my mother had not sick would have been like. What are three things I love most about myself today? Aww. I feel like I'm going to cry. Um, <laughs> I love my transparency. I love that I feel like I can create a safe space for people. And I love... Um, I, love a lot of things, but <laughs> I want to be like that. I'm just, I'm just grateful for it. Um, I think I love that I am a giver, and like, and I don't think I'm a giver in a way that takes a lot from me, because I also am very honest when I have capacity and when I don't have capacity, and I don't try to do a lot when I don't have capacity because I don't want to feel drained, but I feel like what I do is really intentional and it's really like, oh, wow, thank you, Joe. You know, like, I don't mind, like, being a servant almost in that way of, like, I have this knowledge. Like, people ask me about podcasting and stuff, and I'm like, I can sit and talk to you about podcasting at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just being intentional with the space that I hold and being helpful and to folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I love the fact that I'm very resilient and I say that because I find that I can be successful in a lot of different like environments mm-hmm. like I could play in a few different areas mm-hmm. I think it. I think that I've gotten there mostly because of a lot of the exposure that I've had as a child mm, okay. that my parents were pretty intentional about. Yeah. So I'm pretty comfortable asserting myself um, in a few different places. I also I like the fact that I can see people, mm. and I think that that has developed even more recently. Like. I love the fact that like I could sit and like be in someone's presence or have a conversation with them and fully like involve myself in who they are, what they, what's important to them and like really have an authentic exchange Mm -hmm. with people. I think that's a gift and I think that I love to make people feel and really 
um, authentically feel that we've had a meaningful time together. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really important to me. Um, and I think the last thing is my capacity and commitment to grow. Mm. Like I understand that who I am today may not be who I am tomorrow and I'm committed to continuing to grow and change and evolve. Um, and I think being at someone who works with, you know, edu educators and helping people, like mm -hmm. I want to model those sorts of things. And so I really value that about myself is like, I think that I'm, you know, always I'm dynamic. Yeah. So yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. I did too. We hope that you learned something new about us and that maybe you can make some connections to what we share today. Yeah, or maybe you can answer these questions for yourself, share them with your friends, you know, do something kind of fun with it yourself. Um, but make sure you like, subscribe, and comment, and share this podcast with someone who you think might like it. Also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Exchanges. <laughs> Remember to live a courageous and authentic life. We'll see you next time. Bye.